KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Lots to talk about in the economic world, and we will take our weekly look at the economy with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice at Villanova University. We will talk jobs, we will talk housing, we will talk the Jersey Shore, and much more. Check it out. So let's start by uh, talking some jobs. A very good jobs report comes out. Uh, American economy adds 379,000 jobs in February. Uh, Everything pointing up. The unemployment rate ticks down to 6.2%. Pretty much good news across the board now. Matt, it is good news. Finally, you and I can have a smile on our face, even though people may not be able to see it. The companies like the Dow Jones only estimate estimated about 210,000 jobs. Other uh, forecasters of economics, maybe 300,000, but this is good news. We're seeing a lot of this in the fields of education, construction, other kinds of things that are doing well, even in the hospitality of bars, restaurants, a little bit in the hotel industry. Wait till the hotel industry opens up later this year. Wait till all the restaurants open up in 100%, as you and I spoke about that later this year. Yeah, that's the thing. This is another... I think that points in the direction that you don't want to be overly optimistic, but boy, it really seems to be lining up here where if everything continues as we think it will with the vaccines, this economy could really be roaring come the summer. Right. We've talked about that. And again, we don't want to be too optimistic, but however, let me get another figure out to you. You mentioned the unemployment rate now down to 6.2%. Economists look at something else called the real unemployment rate, which traditionally has always been double the rate of the unemployment that is in the news that we would hear on KYW. Well, that would mean the unemployment rate, real rate, meaning people who are underemployed, they're discouraged, they're only working part-time instead of full-time, should be about 12.4%, but it's 11%. So that's another good sign that this discouraged workers and part-time people will eventually get into full-time jobs and get the positions that they want in the next coming months. And to this point, uh, it sounds like the Senate, is, as we're talking, is moving closer to passing the nearly $2 trillion uh, stimulus aid bill, however you want to classify it. That has kind of been uh, the, the leadoff centerpiece of the Biden administration's legislation agenda. And uh, this would pump a lot of money into the economy. It certainly would. I think that it will get passed at some point in the near future, the next couple of days. They still need to do some tweaking. I think they're looking at things such as salary levels. Uh, Those who make a large amount, whatever that is, won't get as much or may not get any at all. I think this is they're finally hitting it right where they want to get it to the people who make $75,000 or less, get money into their hands, have less disruption because I think it's next week or so that – Money runs out for a lot of these people, and what are they going to do when they have to start paying their bills come April? Putting all this, the fact that the economy is showing some positive signs, the fact that we're dumping all this money, this has led to some people being concerned about inflation. Uh, But the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, seemed to send the markets into a tizzy on Thursday that he wasn't really concerned about inflation and uh, didn't expect to have to do anything with interest rates or anything about it. That's right. And our Fed chair, Jerome Powell, warned us, be patient, he said, if inflation returns. But the markets do not want to hear that. The markets don't like to hear any kind of news about us being patient and looking long term. Some of the Wall Street people would like to see things 
happen quicker than usual. They want to, they're, they're looking for the next big stock that's out there, the next, next big company, whether it's tech, pharmaceutical. And he did put them in a little bit of a tizzy, but I think things have recovered a little bit today with gold, uh, with the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and even the NASDAQ. What are the talk a little bit about something that I found interesting and I wanted to learn more about. Department of Labor revised fourth quarter labor productivity uh, showed it down 4.2%, which uh, apparently is the biggest drop since 1981. How is labor productivity measured and is this something to worry about? Well, that's a great time to bring this up. Labor productivity has to do with the number of hours you work per week and your output. What can you have in terms of output? Well, this has been disrupted the last year of productivity because things have been shut down, whether they have been auto manufacturers or whether they've been appliance companies who are making appliances. Uh, things have been shifted in the manufacturing field over to PPE and other pandemic-related things, such as companies making masks, making uh, all kinds of uh, things such as Clorox and cleaners and disinfectants. I think in the short term, productivity is still going to have these wild swings until we get back to some normalcy. And you and I have spoken that possibly later this spring. So it is going to level off productivity. We will see it increase, I think, as the year goes on. We talked about uh, the big boom in retail sales coming out of the holiday and, in our opinion, really uh, pushed on by the the stimulus checks we saw at the end of December, early January. Could we also see a a boost in retail going forward, frankly, because a lot of people that have been working from home, quarantining, staying at home as much as possible, all of a sudden are going to have to go out and they're going to need new outfits to go out. Could could this be a real boom come for the fashion industry going forward uh, the next few months here? It certainly could if we continue to see delays in companies that are that are um, delivering to us. People may want to venture out and go to the areas, uh, whether they're malls or whether they're the small towns. Uh, the small towns will open up little by little, their boutiques, their antique shops, and their, clo- their specialty clothing stores. And then as the summer rolls on and you get down to the Jersey Shore from Wildwood all the way up to a ship bottom, you'll have all the different kinds of places on the boardwalk that will be selling goods. I think we could see some more upticks in retail. I think people are ready uh, they're, and they're willing to go out and shop little by little. I think this is going to happen come April, May. And I know you're plugged in with a lot of the short towns. What are you hearing from people? I would imagine there's got to be a lot of optimism about what this summer could hold. Absolutely. Optimism and cautiousness. So just because they're going to open up and just because uh, the governor of New Jersey started to relax some of the requirements, it doesn't mean that we just run around without masks or we don't social distance or we don't continue to wash our hands. You continue to do these things, I think, throughout the summer. Uh, I think they can still have some events, whether they're farmers markets or whether they're what they call the the first Friday strolls or all kinds of events. The larger events may not happen. All those auto shows, car shows, and rock concerts that we would see in the summer in Atlantic City to Wildwood. And you're not going to see all that happening. You're not going to see crowds of 50,000 people this year. Unfortunately, to the dismay of a lot of people, me saying that, but it's true. I think we're still going to see a lot of social distancing. However, there is optimism for the Jersey Shore. I noticed the rentals are going up. A lot of places are already booked. The closer it is to the beach, 
you're already booked. Three or four blocks out, you still have a little bit of a choice, whether it's in Ocean City, whether it's in Cape May. So there is really a lot of activity. And next week with the temperature in the 60s, Matt, people are going to want to go down to the shore for the day and start looking for summer rentals. What are you seeing? I know you uh, pay close attention to housing. Uh, what are you seeing in, in the, the housing market? Well, the, the spring housing market is actually seeing a point where there's not as as much supply. And we thought this was going to happen. Not much supply. The supply that's there, you and I have spoke about this, uh, it may not be affordable for everybody. So the spring housing market is losing a lot of listings. Uh Homes that are at a certain level, we talked about this last week, over the 400,000 level, you're knocking out a large segment of the population. And I understand contractors want to make money. Uh, they don't like to build homes for 200,000 or 175, but there are people there who just graduated. They want to get out on their own. Two income earners, it's hard for them to afford a $500,000 house. I am seeing the Jersey Shore, the home market is really still spiking up. Uh, homes are for sale. Uh, people are more comfortable that they may not be losing their job because of the pandemic and they're ready to get out there. They haven't spent money on last year's vacation. They didn't go away to all the vacation spots throughout the country or the world. They may have some extra cash to put down on a vacation home, a vacation rental. So I think um, the housing market is still in a boom, but we're almost at that apex, if you will, the top of the, uh, of the, the, of the merry-go-round of Ferris wheel. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 